0: Sit down, strap in, hang on, and rock Rock out.
1: out. Turn it up. Hi there. We
2: here at God's Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button.
0: You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode.
1: stories radio session 127 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina what's going on guys
2: hey it's been an exciting week oh, for, some yeah,
1: exciting. for some people exciting <laughs> for some <laughs> on fire for others <laughs> I'd like to it's say i was on fire on for fire. jesus but uh <laughs> i don't know but anyway in case you haven't heard uh, my car exploded this week i mean literally went up in flames and uh uh, i was able to escape unharmed praise Praise the lord Lord. so my work is not done here yet it is not and i got out of there it exploded on the passenger side so it uh, bought me time to get the heck out of there and i am thankful
2: yeah i am too
1: I wasn't thankful, though, that I wasn't carrying comp or collision insurance. But, I mean, who does on a 17-year-old car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, I ended up uh, costing me about $500 to get him to take the car. But, you know, praise the Lord. He's provided a me worse. with a, another little car, which I'm going to pick up Saturday. Can't wait.
0: Yep.
1: A little Camry. Exciting. Yeah. Just a little good A, a to B car.
0: Hey what's you going on
1: over there i you huh? saw
2: your way out of that one so amen,
1: yeah. amen to that uh-huh. amen to that hey every day's a bonus for me that's right you bet mm-hmm. you i was just wondering if you were going to uh kind of like restore that car that was on the highway i, I wasn't sure whether they were going to total it or not <laughs> uh-huh hey, how's your week been mikey it's been just riding a wave Okay. Over to you, Tina.
2: Well, obviously, it's been very exciting with what's been going on with you. So, um, again, I'm just you so You married grateful. a very
1: exciting guy. <laughs> Explosive personality. Never, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call me Sparky. <laughs> hey,
2: before we get started with everything here, I just wanted to um, throw out a prayer request. So for our friend Craig at Craig's Carpet Surf Service.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Remember Craig, right?
1: It's in Washington Step State. Son. That's right. Yeah, stepson.
2: Right. So John, his stepson, has um, got stage three cancer, and um, he is about to undergo chemotherapy. So all of you uh, prayer warriors out there, if you would please add Craig's stepson John to your Prayers. Yes. We would greatly join, appreciate Join that. God's
1: stories radio in prayer for him, please. Amen. Because Craig has been a faithful supporter. He's pressed the button just
2: he has. almost
1: every month now.
2: He has, and he's actually talked about becoming a sponsor. So, um, you know, in the midst of all of his tragedy and things that he's going through, he's still thinking about how to serve God's kingdom, which you know just is a real Lesson to all of us and uh, amazing. Yeah, I mean, just a real testimony to me personally.
1: Amen to that. And please, if you live in the Washington area, uh, Arlington, Washington. Uh, Arlington, Washington. You know, look up Craig's carpet service. Absolutely. He's been a blessing to us. Be a blessing to him. We yep. appreciate him so much. I'd like to welcome our listeners on the Mixler app. Uh, I think uh, Italiana 4444. Four, four, four. Tally? Huh? Maybe Tally? Ta- no? It's. Italiana. Oh, okay. Yeah, welcome, new listener. As far as I know, but thanks for following us and listening to him on the Mixel Rep. We appreciate that.
2: Great. So, do we have some Facebook likes this week?
1: We do. And first, we have Andrea McDowell.
2: Hey, I know that girl.
1: Yeah. Hey, Andrea. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea.
1: And then we have Catherine Kitchens. Hey,
2: I know that girl too. The kitty cat.
1: (laughs) What's up, cat? Love that gal. And then we have Fabio Correa.
2: Thank you, Fabio. Fabio thank you for thank listening. You. Thank
1: like you for, for you listening. Facebook. Appreciate that. And in the regions, we have Arkansas. And then Western Australia. Australia.
2: Wow, that's cool. From that's
1: fantastic. Under. Thank you. And then we have Fujian, China.
2: Oh, I just got a little notification that Italiana is Ava Bacotti. Thank ah, you for listening, Miss Ava. You.
1: Thank you, Miss Ava. How could we not pick up on that? I know, right? <laughs> thank you for those listeners in China. Amen to that. Love our uh, brothers and sisters across the sea. Amen. Yes, amen. And uh, just appreciate everybody for all your prayers and support for us and uh who to thunk it. 127 sessions 127 later. later. 127 here, we sessions are. And here we are. And tonight is no exception. Exception. <laughs> we got a good one. We got a yes, good one. Yes, we do. And, and I know it's going to be good because we didn't plan it. Yes. That's right. And God set this up, and yep. we were supposed to have a call in tonight. And, uh, he's, do, he, you know, he's not in a good area. No, he's not in a good area. couldn't get phone reception. He's up in Colorado, and we're going to have him uh, on a later show and whatnot. So, Tina, I'm going to throw it over to you and have you introduce our very special guest.
2: Absolutely, I'd be delighted to. Um, I first met Miss Laura Davidson probably about eight or 10 years ago. We've actually known each other for quite a while. And of course, you know, as most moms, we get connected because of our kids. Um, at church, and um, she was serving, and uh, I was serving, and we quickly became good friends. I think because, you know, she had a very similar background to myself, with being married to a Scottish man who's also been on GSR. And uh, we've just uh, really delighted to. To have her this evening, she's such a servant in Christ. Every time, yes, every time I look at this lady, she's serving somewhere, and she's a phenomenal mother and wife, and just a great example. I've uh, been blessed to be in some of her Bible studies, and just um, you know, to be involved with her on different projects and so forth. And it's just, it's always a blessing um, being involved with her or being at her home extremely welcoming uh folks both of them and just a pure uh they epitomize god's people in in everything they do amen to that yeah Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people would would definitely agree with all of that so with no further ado i'd like to introduce my very very good friend miss laura davidson thank you tina welcome laura thank you so much
3: (laughs) He's got a new toy, so he has to play with it. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a real honor to be here tonight, and as it's you say an honor it's to have you. Very unexpected.
1: Uh huh. Sometimes 50, those are the best. Fifteen minute call.
3: <laughs> very good. So, Laura, tell us about where you came from and a bit about your background. Um. <clears throat> well speaking of Colorado, I was born in Colorado and spent the early part of my childhood there. And then we moved up to Ohio, um, Cleveland suburbs area. And, um, I had a really good childhood. Um, pretty uneventful, except for the move to Ohio. That was the biggest upheaval that had ever happened in my young world. So thank God for that. Um, I was raised in a Catholic home, um, but my father wasn't Catholic. He was Lutheran, but he told the priest <laughs> so that the priest would marry, would agree to marry them, that he would agree to, to raise the children Catholic. So he did. And we were faithful to go um, almost every week. Um, but having my father as that kind of little voice and the little side crack with a smile with the Catholic things and that, you know. Um, I never disrespected it, but I don't think I took it as seriously as I would have had I been in a completely um, Catholic family. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I I always remember believing in God. Um, I don't really remember ever knowing who Jesus was. I mean, of course, I knew he was crucified, um, but I, I never really remember making any kind of connection as to who he was. And when, um, well, the years kind of went on and I became really interested in the sciences and I, um, through that interest had reasoned God out of my life. So by the age of 14, for sure, I would have called myself an atheist,
0: wow.
3: um, which again, secretly delighted my father in a weird sort of way. <laughs> I, I can't even explain that dynamic, but it existed in my home, um, and horrified my mother, and, um, but, uh, it, it was what it was. I mean, that was the education I was receiving. I was in, um, advanced biology class and stuff. So, um, God wasn't to be found in anywhere in our curriculum. Um, so that was a pretty natural outcome for me, except for the fact that God had a couple things in mind. Um, and the first was the boy I started dating at the time, um, dating in quotes. I mean, I was only 14, but he was a senior, so it was like really? scandalous. <laughs> um, but he, as we got to know each other, and I told him about my atheistic thoughts, he um, surprised me because he was one of the few that challenged that, and his whole evidence for the existence of God was empirical. Like, just look around you. How can you deny in the sky the glory of God? And um, and I thought of it and I considered it, but still wasn't perfectly convinced. And then the Lord had a um, Christian friend who was really good to me. Um, I didn't know necessarily that she was Christian, but she invited me to a campus life meeting and um, And I remember asking her briefly, just what is it? I was a fairly social girl, pretty easygoing. So um, I would have probably gone no matter what it was. But her response to me was, well, it's a college prep group. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, "Okay, let's go. And um, so went and had a great time, knew most of the girls that was there. And um, and it wasn't it was definitely Christian. And I knew it was Christian, but I was never turned off. Because of that, I just don't, I think I was there probably more for social aspect than anything else. But that led into um, being invited to a Saturday morning um, book on the book of Rome, uh, Bible study on the book of Romans. Oh, wow, what a deep book to yeah. start with. <laughs> really,
1: man, you can camp out on that one for a while, can't Seriously. you? Seriously. That one turned my head upside down.
3: Yeah. Mine too, because I'm an unbeliever and I'm reading things like what I want to do, I don't do, and what I don't want to do, I do. So, therefore, this law is at work within me. And I'm like, what on earth is he talking about? I could not understand it. And I remember babysitting and doing my homework and thinking, oh, I can't understand the Bible. This is crazy. Um, but I remember um, a key moment where we're sitting on the floor and a rather large group of young people like myself and the leaders scattered about. And the question that was asked was, if you died today, would you know whether or not you're going to heaven? Mm-hmm. And, um, so of course I have my, my Catholic background, so I'm devising this excellent answer. And I was so ready by the time the circle came around to me and it was my turn to respond. And, and I remember saying, well, I I believe it's a bit like a scale. And at the end of my days, the Lord's going to weigh whether or not I did enough good in my life versus evil. And hopefully I've, I've clearly tipped that scale for him. And I felt quite pleased with myself, but as I <laughs> looked around, um, people were not receiving that answer in quite the way I expected, and I, I was quite pleased with it. But I did note that day how strange I felt it—that almost everyone's answer was "Yes, I know I'm going to heaven because of what Jesus had done." And I'm thinking, "How could you be sure?" Right. So it—it it, again, it's just little. Um, planting of seeds that the Lord had, um, in my complete lack of knowledge and, um, beginning to stir the, the toil, the soil of my, my heart. Um, <clears throat> and where it all came together for me was we had an overnight retreat at a hotel. I think Campus Life just like took over this one local hotel. And, um, I was on crutches by then cause I'd broken an ankle and was mm-hmm. hobbling around and i remember someone um giving somebody was up at the the stage giving a very clear and detailed presentation of the gospel
0: mm-hmm.
3: and um and i think that was the first time it sunk in i'm sure up to that point cuz it had at least been about a year and a half that i was going to this group um But it was the first time, I think, the quickening of the Holy Spirit where I heard the gospel message and it all sunk in like, oh, because the way they explained it is there's a chasm. I'm on one side of the chasm. God is on the other side. He's a holy, perfect, righteous God. He's a just God. And there needs to be a payment, um, some kind of uh, way to bridge the gap for what separates me from God in terms of my sin, and um, and he and he said that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus has done, and um, that mental image was the was the aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said also, um, it wasn't an easy gospel delivery. It was a thought provoking one. Count the cost. Christ calls us to deny ourselves, to die to ourselves. You know we're not just um saying a quick prayer here and thinking that we're Christians. I mean he really um gave the full measure of the gospel and explaining you know don't 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 come forward unless you're willing to give everything and and I remember in the background um the whole i think it was the Stephen Curtis Chapman song, if I'm not mistaken, we will abandon it all for the sake of the the call or for the Ooh, sake of the yeah. cross that's a, and that's blaring what in the a background. Great so it that was. That was, um, so yeah, so that was, um, I dropped my crutches. It was very <laughs> dramatic and I hopped <laughs> down on one leg to the front and I'm like, I-, I need Jesus. I get it now. And and this is exactly what I, I need in my life um, and I need him to be my life. So I was 16 when that yeah. happened. I was just a baby. And thank God um he saved me young and I immediately I'd already been in the Bible, but it was it was as though the scales had dropped from my eyes because the very next moment I'm reading the Bible, I'm finally understanding it. Wow. So it really was the Holy Spirit indwelling of the Holy Spirit and being able to truly understand what I was beginning to read. Wow. Um, Yeah. So that was the beginning and there's so much that transpires in between. (laughs) Tell us, please do. (laughs) Right. So, um, I, a year later, um, I skipped my senior year of high school and I, I went on to college, um, following that same boy. (laughs) <laughs> and uh that's what girls do. Uh, yeah. And it was also the college of my cousins and of my brother was going there. So okay. it wasn't an unfamiliar college and it was a local one. Um so I was at college and um with the young walk, and I, I still remember being quite um conflicted because it was a Catholic university. So um all the courses I was um, learning from and everything, it was, it was, um, it was a little confusing for me.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And, um, and I think, I know the Lord had a purpose in that because it grounded me in the scriptures where, where, um, the scriptures, whatever they said became my authority. So no matter what I was being taught, I learned, um, to go straight back to the, to the Bible, um, for everything. And I think that, um, developed very deep roots and trust in the Word of God mm-hmm. as my foundation um, so but with that um, I began or maybe i i just the process of sanctification wasn't coming so easy like I still had one foot um, n- not quite in the world but one foot in just justifying sin in my life. Mm-hmm and another foot in the word of God and, and really trying to to work that out. And, um, and part of the problem was boys, as I think romantic things often um, challenge us greatly in our lives. And um, the the guy that I had been dating, I just never knew if he really was a, a Christian or a, if he was really, really committed, I always felt like I was had a leash around him and I was pulling him along. Like, yeah. um, cause I never quite felt his, en- his enthusiasm for the Lord. And so I had to make a really, really tough decision to break that, um, relationship off. And then I ended up getting involved in another relationship and that led to an engagement. So I think I was just like one of the greatest fools at love because, um I remember a whole conflict going on there as well. And You're in
1: really good company, Laura. <laughs> I, I do not feel alone at this moment. At all.
3: I know. I know this is tricky for almost all of us. And um, but I remember being a twenty one year old breaking off an engagement after my parents had laid the depo- had bought the wedding dress, laid the deposit on the hall. I mean, the whole thing was ready to go and I just Um, remember speaking to my pastor and he said to me, you know, could you marry this guy tomorrow? No, I couldn't was my reply. Well, then you have no business being married or you have no business being engaged to him. Um, so I ended up through floods of tears, you know, returning the ring and it was awful. So, right.
1: And you said yes to the dress.
3: (laughs) Oh, man, it was such a beautiful dress, too. (laughs) Never to be worn by me. So um, anyway, that actually um, led me into I spiraled into a a rather terrible depression with that, Mm -hmm. Um, even as a believer. And I think I felt incredible shame like. Um, this should, I should not, I sh- in crisis should be able to do all things. Why would I be depressed? Why am I going through this? And when I say clinical depression, I felt it, I knew it, I knew it was. And at the time we didn't have the money to, to seek the help that would have been really wise for me to seek at the time. Um, but thank God I had a lot of Christian friends around me who kept pouring into me saying, God's got a purpose for this. Mm-hmm. And And, um, and I felt rather helpless and, um, and I think just over time, um, the depression went as I busied myself with a new career and one that moved me out to San Diego, California as a 24 year old and, and all that. Um, so my story jumps to San Diego and that's where I actually, um, was living for the second time. Um, Kind of a long story, but just say I moved out there, moved back, did my started my master's, then moved back out to San Diego. And um, when I was out there for the second time, um, I began to to um, be open again. It took a long time, but I began to be open again to um, what man would the Lord have for me. And as I was praying, um, it was just the beginnings of online. Dating, right. like that, we're going back. Um, what year was that? Do you remember? Um, that would have been 2002, I think. Okay, yeah, to the- 2000. Okay, okay, yeah, 2000. 2000, then that, that was definitely <laughs> about the beginning of online, yeah, dating, I think for sure. And it was, um, on that site, I read. Through actually it was 2001, sorry. So it was on a particular site that I uh, was reading profiles during a 30-day trial. (laughs) And (laughs) out pops this one guy who claims to be just a normal Christian guy who's ready to settle down and looking for his Christian woman. And everybody else was, um, you know, I own a BMW and I'm financially set. So, you know, and I thought, here's one guy who's not, Showing himself to be boasting about the things he has, but is just rather being humble in the way that he's approaching himself. So I remember um, contacting him, and then he contacted me, and then I we found out that each other are on opposite sides of the globe, and he's in the <laughs> North Sea somewhere, and I'm I'm in California. And um, but long story short, um, that was God's choice for me, and we got married, and. Um, and before I knew it, week and a half later, I was living in Scotland Uh and, um, this is, I think where it gets, um, very difficult because, um, our, our marriage had holes right from the beginning. It had a lot of issues. And I think it's one thing to say when you're dating that we're going to put Christ first. But those are only words if it's not actually done. And, and we were also um, young and dumb, um, but, but it was hard. And the Lord wasn't being glorified in the relationship. And it was all about, you know, having our needs and our expectations um, met. And that's not a place where, you know, glorifying God's going to come from. It doesn't come from that self-seeking vantage point, but we were both doing it equally. And, um, so that, you know, it's, it's hard again, because not coming from, um, a a strong Christian home, you know, I had this expectation that when two believers get together and they get married, Um, that it's just going to work. It's just how it's going to happen. And just like the depression from, you know, several years before that point, um, it was another blow. Like, and I, and I think over time, I just, I didn't, I wasn't angry with God because I think I blame, I'm pretty sure I blamed my, I know I blamed myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the one who said I do. I, I said, I do willingly. And, um, and I so I, I think I was the one feeling the incredible guilt for why it wasn't working. And um and I I became, you know, it's again, um, I think of James one twenty two where the Lord tells us, you know, um don't don't be merely a hearer of the word and deceive yourselves do what it says. And so I knew not to let the sun go down on my anger. I knew not to keep a record of wrongs. I, um, I knew all these things because I had been in the word since I was probably 14 ish. Um, and at that point I was now 27. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd had many years in the word, so I knew what to do, but I just felt so justified. You know, like he is doing this to me, and mm-hmm. la la la. And you know, and instead of trusting God to have my back, I think I took measures into my own hands and held on to the bitterness. And you know, I'm I'm going to withhold love from him because I feel hurt, and it just compounds and it just makes things grow worse. And my love um, grew cold rather quickly. And um, so it's not a testament, of course, to my own character. Mm-hmm um and so i um we we lived in a, a a worsening state for quite a long time um we were in scotland for four and a half years and then we moved to florida um and it was probably when we came to real life when we finally our neighbors moved in and and told us about real life and and we went Um, So we're talking back in 2010 time. Um, That's the time that um, in being back in fellowship again and in being back in the word and in doing the life groups together and the studies together, um, the Lord, you know, after a while of being in that situation, I can blame you know, my husband, all I want to, but I had to come back to Lord, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Is there something I'm doing wrong? Am I so blind that I can't see my own guilt in this? Am I so full of hate and anger that I'm, I'm totally blind. And even to ask the unknown question of God, um, he answers the unknown questions, you know, the, the prayer of David, search me and know me, see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me to the ever lasting. And, and he did, he answered it phenomenally. And, um, and so I was able to go to real freedom, which is a program that our, our church has. And I learned, um, I learned about, you know, the the reminder of the passages where God says, if I don't forgive others, he's not forgiving me. The same measure I use against him, he's going to use against me. And, um, and we don't want to hear things like that. I didn't want to hear things like that. Because again, in my pride, I'm, I'm on the right side of this marriage. And you know, it's all being done to me in my, my flawed thinking. Um, So it takes the Holy Spirit to kind of Give us a, a swift spiritual kick and say, ah, uh-uh, no, girl, you're not getting off the hook.
2: Well, here. the guys
3: have a a, a a saying for that.
2: What do you guys call it?
1: The, uh, the two, by two by four hook. upside the head.
2: Yep. <laughs>
3: Pretty much. <laughs> this girl <laughs> needed a... I well, I
1: have like to I, admonish you for, you know, kind of checking yourself at the door. You know, uh, uh, that's a testament to the word being in your life early on. Yeah. So that you were able to recognize, what is it with me? It's it's mm-hmm. not him, you know. What do I need to fix?
3: Although in saying that, I I I was so lost at that point, Fritz. I don't. I know it was God, and I know it was a lot of faithful friends who, at the time, felt they they the image. One of my really close friends gave me is I feel like I'm in a tug of war with between you. And Satan. I feel like Uh, I've got one arm and Satan's got the other. And I, so it's a testimony to our fellowship as believers as well and the answered prayers, because I know there were a lot of girlfriends praying for me and battling with me. And um, so I, so I, I, you know, the Lord's faithful. And if we seek him, he promises that he will be found. And not only that, we're going to have more abundant life than we can ever imagine. And it's, it's blown my mind. It's been an incredible, um, it's been incredible to witness firsthand. Um, you know, being blind in my anger and in my sin and having God pull me out and, and lead me to the point of repentance Mm -hmm. and, um, forgiveness, you know, and, and the anger is gone and the, the forgiveness is there. And, um, so he's powerful and he's able. Um, and yeah, absolutely. He had a plan. I mean, you know, the word of God never returns void. So everything mm-hmm. that I was learning from the time I was 14, you know, it, it bears fruit um, in my life for sure. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really Christian fellowship um, that the Lord used. Um,
1: I think so, when he brings you to those crossroads of those pinnacle decisions, and you decide to run to him
0: mm-hmm. in
1: that moment. I think that's where the power is. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I, I bear witness with that because I've recently had talks with the Father. You know, I'm mature enough to know the word. I know what the word says. I'm, I know what to believe. I even maybe even know how to pray the right words. But, you know, doggone. It'd just be easier to, to be mad. It'd just be easier to hate them. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a miracle that our marriage is held up because if you can consider the most jacked up marriage, (laughs) that would have described ours in terms of what was going on in our hearts and our expectations. And, um, it should have resulted in, it should have resulted in divorce and it's God's miracle that it didn't. Um, And it's also my husband's background because he was raised in a Christian home
1: Mm -hmm.
3: um, where the Bible was out on the table every day where, um, you know, an imperfect environment as everyone is um, imperfect. But he had the word of God from a young age being poured into him. So he um, he knew that God was not pleased with divorce and um even when he had every right to look at me in disgust and say this woman hates me and i know it and she's supposed to be my wife and everything he also fought for the marriage and um so like even when i was bags packed suitcases on planes you know Um, heading down to to London on a flight to try to escape back to America. I mean, the whole dramatic thing with the baby in my arms, the whole thing, you know, he was fighting for me, um, Mm -hmm. you know, on the plane with customs and everybody else that he could think of to, to get me back. So the Lord worked through both of our, um, both of our, uh, I'm, I'm not finding the words here, but our exposure to the word of God um, and worked through like fruit was seen there. Um, again, word of God does not return void
0: mm-hmm. train
3: up with a child in the way he should go. And when he's older, he will not. Depart right. from it. I mean, it goes on I and hang awesome. on to that verse girl. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's our mother moment. Yes. <laughs> our wink wink. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, uh, and I, the other thing I, I know was a part of, um, the restoration, um, in my life, both to the Lord from the, the heavy, horrible weight of that unforgiveness and that hatred, um, to where I am now and everything that's transpired since then is, um, it's in surrender. It goes back to that first presentation of the gospel message that I heard at 16, where Jesus asks us to deny ourselves um, he tells us to count our cross and to pick it up daily. Mm-hmm. And it's it's um, I think the modern gospel doesn't always express the full measure of what Jesus has said to us. And I think what uh, I know what has been completely transforming in my life has been surrendering to God and and allowing and acknowledging it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit through his word that everything is happened as it has, um, the more I, I hung on to, you know, um, the sin and the sinful, um, uh, anger and everything else, the, the, the worse it got, the less I could see of the Lord, but the Mm, moment I surrendered, um, uh, was the moment that all of a sudden you know you you can see again because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit inside of us is allowing us to see so I
1: think that's truly experiencing the peace of passeth all understanding, and I think that's what he means there. He's like I should be upset about this
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I'm not yeah, yeah. well and you know in the in the studies that uh, when I was leading the group there too I, i'm I've said it many 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 times i've said it on God's Stories radio as well when the wife herself personally puts God first and the husband personally himself puts God first, everything secondary falls into place. Absolutely. Amen.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I could not agree with that more. Um, yeah. Being kingdom minded, you know, being about the kingdom of God is uh, the bet the most blessed business to be about. And, um, So I'm I'm just a a living testimony of the Lord being able to do miraculous things and not end up, you know, a statistic. Mm -hmm. Um and and I I really look forward to everything that he has um in the future. Like sky's a limit now. Amen to that. Jesus, truly. So it is indeed. You know, um, earlier today, I
2: was sending an email to our friend Craig, um, and I was, you know, telling him, I said, you know, Craig, you know, trust, trust God and ask, pray for his will. And right after I sent the message, I started thinking about something I had sort of been stewing and fretting about and worrying over for probably a couple of months now. And I'm saying, what a hypocrite I am. I'm telling somebody else to, you know, to seek God's will in, and to trust in God's will for the situation. And I have a situation in my life that I haven't fully surrendered over to the Lord. So I stopped right then and there. And I said, all right, Lord, it's all your will. And, uh, you know, and the situation that I was fretting about. And. And. You know, it just creeps in so quietly and suddenly. You don't even realize that you're fretting about something, or mm-hmm. you're concerned, overly concerned, um, that it has turned into worry, and you don't even realize it. Um,
1: then, which translates to stress and
2: yeah, yeah,
1: headaches and everything else.
2: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was nice at that moment to feel a release that it's really not in my control. I cannot make this square peg go into a round hole, (laughs) you know, and that tends to be my attitude with, with many things is we are going to find a way to make this work. It's going to work. We're going to make it happen, you know? And if I have to destroy the product in the process, then this, you know, square peg will be, disintegrated by the time it gets into that round hole but that's the problem you know is that I'm focused on the external of it and and God knows it through and through and um it was just a, a very uh a learning moment for me because sometimes you don't realize it You know, these things are happening right in front of your face and you don't even realize where you're at. And you just sort of open your eyes and you're like, wait, why am I here?
3: (laughs) I I know better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You
0: know what the word of God
3: says. Yeah, I think um, the closer we get to God, the more realistic we see ourselves. Yes. The we we understand the depth of what and the richness of of God's love for us and what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Um, And, and he's merciful. He, he reveals it in bits and pieces to us. And thank goodness we couldn't handle the whole truth. No, we really couldn't (laughs) about ourselves. And I I think that's where I would um, end my testimony is just to say, um, we are by nature intrinsically selfish. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we can make the gospel selfish you know god give me this god do it my way god this is my expectations answer my prayer according to what i see and as i walk with him i realize again going back to that that full measure of the gospel given to me at 16 it was not a you know ask and you're going to receive you know follow, add a bit of jesus a sprinkling of jesus to your life no he calls for everything. I mean, he's, he's so radical in his call that he says, unless you hate mother, father, husbands, wives, children in comparison to me, he doesn't use that word in comparison, but that's the best Mm -hmm. way I explain it. You know, compared to our love and our commitment to the Lord, Jesus Christ um, should almost be as hatred toward others. And that's obviously not what we do. Mm -hmm. We are loving, but um, it's just to say the full measure of, of, um, our Christian walk needs to be, Lord. What can I do for Your kingdom, Lord? Give me the grace to do whatever You ask me to do, no matter what that looks like, and even if it doesn't look like what I say it should. Um, so we we just don't want to make the the gospel a selfish one. It needs to be Jesus centered, and we need to mm-hmm. be put in our proper place as the created ones, not the creator. He knows what's good for us, and He knows what to a godly life will look like for each one of us. And when we live like that, truly surrendered and yielded to his will, it's a powerful life that comes. And Jesus exemplified that, you know, oh my not goodness. my will, but, but thine, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's bleeding out of his eyes from distress. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's powerful and he's, he's amazing. Walk with him. And if you don't know him, come to know him because he's a beautiful lord amen to that wow
2: laura
1: wow that's great
2: such a great testimony and yeah that was
1: on a 15 minute phone call (laughs) come help us laura
2: please
3: help (laughs) yeah you know walking with jesus is the most exciting walk you know fritz might technically not supposed to be here, but the Lord can do anything. He can raise dead man's bones. I think he you were
1: technically supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Uh, oh, it, absolutely. It's not a Kowanky day. Nope. No, there's no, no such thing. No,
3: that's yeah. true. I'm recognizing where you, where you begin to feel a little uncomfortable as a Christian is where the Holy Spirit shines. It's at the end of ourselves. Um, It's beautiful. It
1: really is. That's yeah. happened many times before. We've had some people that have written in with their testimonies, and we've tried to read them, and couldn't read them, and they ended up coming in person because they were supposed to be here. They were supposed to be here. Yeah. Praise
3: yeah.
2: yeah. God. Man, what a testimony. Yeah, it's
1: great. Watching Arnie over there, I can kind of tell he was he was going back there. He's reliving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see the. <laughs> You know, the eyebrows go down. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, like she's going to talk about that.
0: <laughs> uh-huh, here we go. Yeah.
1: But it's, isn't it great that we can talk about it? And yeah, we can it is. Give him all the glory it's and the honor and praise. Mm-hmm. Yes,
3: absolutely. Victory in Christ. Yeah.
1: Man. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think that's 127. It's
1: 127. So. Yes, it is.
2: Yeah, I'd like to, uh,
1: again, thank everybody on Mixler uh, l- listening tonight. And it uh, looks like uh, A2Mad dialed in here kind of late, but we're glad to have you. And uh, I've got somebody else that's listening, but I can't see your name. It just says one elsewhere. But thanks for tuning in on Mixler tonight. And uh, you picked a good one.
2: Yes, To indeed. be with
1: us. Um, you know, give us a shout at uh, God Stories Radio at Gmail. You can, we want your testimony if uh, the Lord is... Uh, You know, kind of pricked your heart to say, it's time. I need to tell somebody about what I've been through. And don't think, don't ever discount your story because, you know, we've had people that have come in and go, I don't have much of a story. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't a drunken rock star and totaled cars and partied with Zeppelin and now I'm saved. And you yep. know, we're not, just like the one we just heard, it the was one we just to heard tonight, or exactly told tonight, it was. There's always someone or someone's out there, as Mikey says, that needs to hear what you have to say. So, drop us a line, God Stories Radio at Gmail. Uh, we'd love to have you come in person, or you can call us, or you can call us, or you can like us on Facebook. And
2: Definitely like us on Facebook.
1: We're going to have a new phone number. Yes, or you can call. Yes, and. uh.
2: As a matter of
0: fact. What
1: else can they do, Mikey? They can tweet us. They can tweet us on Twitter. That's great. And uh, hopefully you'll you'll get to meet Sarah. She's going to be our new, uh, she's handling all our social media. Sarah is wonderful. And she's going to be helping us out in the back office kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, I just appreciate each and every one of you uh, for listening and supporting us. Thank and- you praying for us and uh this you know bringing hope and encouragement has been our only agenda from the get-go Absolutely. and i'm just uh glad that uh the lord chose us to be stewards of this Because man it's a lot of fun to see yes. lives changed and it is people amazing. encouraged it really really is all right well that route wraps it up for session 127 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm team god bless god bless god bless
0: for this same-